Them cards, mm-hmm. then hop in your swag. No nigga wanna copycat. These bitches wanna spy on me, cause I got swag. These bitches wanna copy and paste, but you're doing bad. Since I'm too unique, I get to the bag. I'm with your nigga knees, that's why he's sad. These bitches wanna spy on me, cause I got swag. These bitches wanna copy and paste, but you're doing bad. Since I'm too unique, I get to the bag. I'm with your nigga knees, that's why he's sad I'm tired of these bitches trying to play me No, I'm not crazy The original is where it's at There ain't no maybes Since you sound crazy That weave, brazy Ain't sent for you, so stop talking crazy Before you hit the pavement Bitch, I'm not playing This is not a game I stay slaying My clothes is top notch So please stop hating Please stop complaining. Paparazzi on me. Designer make me horny. You bitches is so corny. Every step I take, red carpet, they award me. The Grammys can't afford me. A billionaire in the making, make me bossy. These bitches wanna spy on me, cause I got swag. These bitches wanna copy and paste, but you're doing bad. Since I'm too unique, I get to the bag. I'm with your nigga knees, that's why he's sad. These bitches wanna spy on me, cause I got swag. These bitches wanna copy and paste, but you're doing bad. Since I'm too unique, I get to the bag. I'm with your nigga knees, that's why he's sad. Yeah, I'm flossy, that's why your nigga on me. We can't help itself, the diamonds they be calling. He press ignore, cause his wife steady calling. Eating me up like the last supper, yeah. He all in, do I make you bored, bitch? Let's entertain her some more then. If you want the truth, your nigga can't afford me. That's why these bitches on me. Instagram post, double tap, cause he on me. Stalking my page. Make you bitches corny Step up your game, sis huh, Or you're dismissed Can't follow me Cause my lane switch My car drift I'm one bad bitch I eat my rice and cabbage Yeah, I'm a savage Last bitch standing Oh, you ain't no bitch Now you finna find out MJ finna talk shit Finna talk shit MJ finna talk shit Let me sit back And keep smoking Double up my digits, bitch Joking, fuck wrong with you. Fuck off my face. I'm, 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 I'm not playing with you. I'm dead ass. Black. <laughs> 
Welcome back to another episode of Past, Present, Future, the Nick Space Podcast. I am your host, Smitty, out here in Australia, Nick fan. Uh, I'm here with my, as as ever, dope co-host. Uh, we've got Nick's Anonymous there in Stevie and LJ and uh, Ariel from Retro Gold School. Look those guys up on Twitter, uh, at Anonymous Nick's uh, and at Arios Demiel on uh, twitter i think i said that right <laughs> uh we're missing you guys on spanish in you bro <laughs> we're missing our other co-host today uh in 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 uh trippy og he can't be with us to here today so having some technical issues but we're going to go ahead anyway uh today's date is the 28th of october in the us and the 29th in australia it's off the back of the 30 point win over the pistons uh in detroit uh, so we're just going to jump straight into it. So as as you guys know, our structure goes past, present, and future, and we talk about all aspects of of Nick. So I'm going to jump straight into past. <clears throat> now, the last two games we played prior to today's game against Detroit were against the Memphis Grizzlies and Portland. Uh, we lost to Portland by three. Obviously, they were missing uh, Dame, but uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant had a huge game. Um and also Anthony Simons was big. He wasn't shooting the greatest. He actually went into OT shooting two of two of ten, I think, for two of twelve from three, and ended up hitting two of the biggest threes of the game in overtime. Uh, so I think he was one hundred percent in overtime on threes or seventy five percent. Now they were close losses, and then obviously we went to Memphis. <laughs> we played. Uh, so Memphis came to us in the garden. We played Memphis. Jar seemed quiet to start, but uh, ended up having a triple double and was quite efficient. It was on forty five percent. Um, and it was a very close game that came down to the end and a, and a couple missed shots. So uh, uh, that, that leads me into my question and into my first uh, first person uh, to give a take. So those are some tough fought games that regardless of who was available, or who wasn't obviously Memphis was also missing uh, Desmond Bain. That leads me into the question of a tough fought game. What do you take away from those? Because I think there were some positives. As, as bad as a loss always is, there were some positives, uh, especially against the Memphis one because they were a little bit stronger outfit. Uh, so I'm going to hit that over to you, Stevie, man. Uh, what did you take away from those games? Positives, negatives? Um, you know, those are the two most recent games. They were both losses, but I think there was some honour in some of those. Um, One positive I could definitely get out of it is it wasn't great. And I don't know if starting Quentin Grimes has something to do with this, but the perimeter defense was kind of improved in both games. You know, like you said, Anthony Simon started slow for a reason. So, you know, our perimeter defense has something to do with that. Same thing with John Moran. Um, In the Memphis game, he started with eight points in the first half. He just went off in the second half because I'll go into a negative real quick. As far as that game goes, it was a bad coaching decision. For some reason, we switched Grimes off him. <clears throat> Excuse me. For some reason, we switched Grimes off John Morant in the second half and stopped rotating him and Cam off him, and he started going off after that. So that was a negative. But as far as, like, overall, the perimeter defense didn't look too bad in both those games. So I could definitely get that as a positive. All right. So uh, so from from that, what um, – what- what did you see as in positives from Knicks players throughout those games? Obviously, uh, I was I believe it was Randall that was quiet. He only had something like uh, a really low low shooting night. Didn't didn't attempt many shots tonight. The uh, in that Memphis game, if I'm not correct, if I'm not wrong, um, who would you have said were the standouts in uh, for for the Knicks for both those games? Obviously, Jalen Brunson was huge, but missed those shots at the end. 
Um, you can't really ask much more of him than that. But I personally felt, so before you answer this, I personally felt Jalen Brunson probably didn't need to take that last shot. We had more time. I think there could have been maybe a better option. Uh, I don't mind a guy trying to do what he's doing. But then again, remember, he did come here and say, I'm not the savior. Uh so I thought maybe it, there would have been a defer to someone else there, especially considering he missed the shot prior to that as well. So uh, personally, it's not that a, it's nothing a bit. It's not a gripe against him. I just thought maybe we would hand it off to someone else in that situation. I thought he was great uh, in both games, um, and yeah, I mean Jalen Brunson is my standout for both those games. But again, I do have have to say he was. I think it was wrong for him to take that last shot, especially that game in Memphis. But uh, what were your Knicks standouts? as in uh, player-wise from either of those games? Definitely Grimes, man. Um, his yep. numbers weren't big, man, but he played He played very good ball, especially on the defensive end. Um, I believe he had 8-5-3 and three that first game in Portland, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. But um, he usually has good all-around numbers, so I give him – I'm sorry, excuse me. I give him credit for that. Um, Cam's defense was on point as well. Um, wow. Um, RJ had a good game as well. One of those. I can't remember which one. I believe it was Portland, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he had a good game in, uh, against Memphis too. Uh, I mean, even... Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. He even, played, even, he... even Randall had a great game. He just, as I said, he only attempted nine shots. He almost had a triple-double. He was very efficient. Uh, I probably didn't push the envelope enough. This is the issues we do see with Randall, and uh, you know that is part of the frustrations of Nick's Nick's family. Sometimes uh, you want him to do more, and sometimes you want him to do less. It seems he can't find that balance. Um, but yeah, man, any anything else you would take away from either of those games, or is it just mostly that that what you saw from Grimes uh, in defense defensively and and the perimeter defense? I would say mostly the perimeter defense and RJ as well, man. It's great to see him um, at least start coming back into form little by little. Um, he just needs to keep at it, man. I'm not too down. I'm I'm, a, I'm down on him a little, but not as much as a lot of Knicks Nation is because he seems to be getting a lot of slander. Um, criticism is okay. Slander, not so much. I don't mind the criticism, but show the slander, Knicks fans. Um... He seems to be getting back into form slowly but surely, man. As I always say, he doesn't check out in these two games. So he still played, you know, he played very well. I just hope he continues, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing is for with uh, RJ is we don't want to see another slow start. So, um, you know, we're, we're sick of uh, he starts slow, especially when you get to 20-plus games into the season. It becomes a little bit of a tired excuse. But I do agree. Um, great takes, man. I Again, thank you, as always. Uh, it's a you know the the perimeter defense was something that stood out for me as well, um, but that that was that was good. So that wraps up past for us. We're going to head straight now into the present. So today, as I, as I stated at the start, we played against uh, <clears throat> we played against the Detroit Pistons. It was a thirty point win, right? Um, you know, as you would expect, they're obviously missing both Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey now. Knee soreness. Uh, it was in Detroit. Um, look, They've got the worst record in the NBA. We obviously expect to win, but that's not to say we can't. We have to sit here and be super negative about it. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to lead straight into it with um, just just jump straight into the question here for you, Ariel. Um, you know, Randall had a big night, and I know, and I'm posing this one to you because I know you've been critical, maybe a little bit OD at times, but you know, not with <laughs> not without reason. I'm not saying you don't have reason. You just you know you, you know you've been a bit critical, so I'm going to pose this one to you. Had a big night, very efficient and effective. Now, before I give you this question, or before you give me your take, 
Uh, I want to compare it. So there was there was some mutterings on Twitter that Randall's uh, was ball hogging and that the 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 shots and stuff. It's it's a it's a it's a nothing twenty two at that point in time. He had twenty two points or whatever, or that his numbers, regardless, it's it's nothing. Now we had the same issue back when we played Brooklyn. I look at Brooklyn as a game of where it doesn't matter what he's putting in. Remember, he was cashing in those threes and he was going at Durant, but it meant nothing because it was it was it was getting it was getting us nowhere. It uh, it, it amounted to nothing in that game. It was a blowout. We absolutely got smoked. Um, Kevin Durant showed why he is one of probably the top twenty five players of all time and maybe a top ten, top five scorer of all time uh, that we've ever seen. And it was just it was ridiculous. That that's a game where I look at and I go, Randall was horrible. Now to get back to the present before I get off track. Today was the complete opposite of that. He was putting up a few, quite a few shots. It was falling, but it was absolutely paramount to the win today. It got us off to the start that we needed. It pushed us in the right direction, and it got the whole team going, um, I feel, because it gave other guys the chance to see less coverage. So from tonight, Randall's performance, we know what that is. Give us a little bit on that and what else you saw that was great tonight from the guys that did stand up and and even even tell us the bad things you saw tonight. For instance, I didn't like the Jericho Sims little to no minutes. But again, Mitch played great, and Mitch is coming back. He is the guy we paid. So, give us your thoughts on today's game, Ariel. Yeah, I mean today's game is not really anything to complain about. I mean, you you got you had the guys they came out and they basically they handled their business. They did what they had to do. Um, that was a bad team they were going up against. You know, a lot of guys hurt. Um, and you know, you had it, you, and then you see, um, the way Julius played. I mean, you got to tip your hat to him. And like I said, I've been very critical of him for a long time since last year. And, uh, you know, I got to give the guy credit. Like I said, we're quick to always, you know, cause we have our narratives and players that we like, we kind of like pretty much pray for them to fail. And I want make it very clear when I go on my Julius stuff, I don't, I don't root for the guy to fail. I just root for him to break those bad habits that make him fail. Yeah. And that's the key thing that I, I got to realize. Like I said, when you wear that Nick jersey, I'm going to support you whether, even if you're not prototypically someone I would root for, but just because you're wearing a jersey, I'm going to want you to succeed. I'm going to want you to play better. And I'm going to hold you accountable when you're not playing good and you're not playing to your potential. And that's the, my, my critique with Julius Randle. Um, obviously, it's some of the off-the-court stuff, the body language, the post-game stuff that comes out of his mouth. I wish would, he would learn how to carry himself a different way. And it, it would be infectious to the team. You know, that's the reason why I get on him about that type of stuff. But on the per- performance on the court, the guy's still putting up numbers, yes. But the problem with him is just the attitude. And, and like, if he could stay consistently, like, be happy when you're having a good game. But I also want you to keep that energy when your shot's not falling because you could do other things to help this team win. You could defer. You can learn how to, you know what, if I don't got it within three seconds, well, I'm not making my move, let me let me get some continuity going. And that's why I think sometimes, like, he has that tunnel vision. Kind of sometimes the same problem with my guy, RJ. You know, that they, when they feel like they have to press so hard to try to prove a point, let the game come to you, bro. If you look at in the, in the beginning of the season when everybody was praising Julius, why was he playing well? Because he was making quicker decisions. He wasn't holding the ball for too long. He was very decisive. And guess what? When his shot wasn't falling at certain moments, he still got back and contested. He wasn't back there crying to the ref. You know, we all know that the, that ref, the officiating stinks against the Knicks. It's always one-sided. And that's not just us crying as fans. It's just anybody that has an eye test and sees a game that a team's showing 58 free throws 
it's it, it just and you look at the other team that playing at home the difference is, is is so obvious and you know it just makes me happy that um Julius is playing well um because he's proven even people like me wrong that when he is committed you know he could do these type of things i just wanted to keep that consistency throughout the season not just cuz you're playing the pistons and they're undermanned and you're dogging um Isaiah Stewart you know i want you to do that when your shots not falling things ain't going your way defer bro it's okay. Look what happened in Memphis. We almost came out of there with a win because I saw little things that Julius was doing too. Aside from just this game, I saw that you know he did make some, you know, some what if, what you know, what the f moments. But he also gave me moments. So I was like, damn, I'm proud of him. He he passed it at the right time. He saw it wasn't there. Um, you know, the only thing I had to critique on him is just that I had all year the dribble in the air and not knowing where you're going. You got to stop that. They teach you that in AAU, bro. Like you gotta, you can't do that on an NBA pro level. It's gonna cause the team a lot of steals, a lot of transition hoops. Uh, just be quick. Quick Julius is the best Julius. I always said that. Quick and decisive, bro. Stay like that. It's only gonna help this team better, bro. Regardless of what we think, he is the guy on his team at the moment. RJ is still, you know, it's still in the air right now. You know, he Julius is still the number one guy, bro. The people want to. Face it or not, he's still going to give you that 21 and 10. That's who he is. You know, I just want him to stay consistent. That's all I want. I know he's getting the meditating thing going. He's got some whatever was going on with him last year. Because I always said, boy, something was awful, boy, last year. And you can see it. It was. I don't even think I had nothing to do with basketball. Really. I think whether it was something at home, I don't know. But I, whatever it is, get it corrected, bro. Because we need you here. We need you committed. And these young kids need to see that type of leadership, bro. Because... When we don't see that, man, I'm seeing RJ's press conferences, and it's like it kind of spreads from one person to another. It's contagious, bro. Like, the only one that's really talking is Jalen. Not to get off subject, but I got to tip my hat to Julius tonight. There's no Julius slander. He didn't take too many shots. I mean, the dude, it was his birthday. You know, he was showing his eyes. Let him be, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with the Julius slander tonight. Just keep that, to keep that energy all year, bro. Like when your when your shots not falling, keep doing it. Keep 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 trying, bro. Like get back on defense. Do little things, man, to help your team win, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I can't I can't disagree with any of that. Uh, I have to say that Julius, uh, when his attitude's better, it's a much better version of him. Um, it's it's the it's the times when he lets himself get in his own head or as we've spoken about this time and time again, I mean, we don't have to really rehash this, but it's uh, just, just while we're on topic is we see him better when he's making better decisions. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Some of those threes he was putting up today at the start of the game, although they were cashing, you sort of look at that and go, all right, is that the night we're in for? Just because Julius is not a three-point shooter. Uh, he does practice it. He is at times great at other times bad. So it, I just don't think it's him. I don't think it's his game. Uh, I'm all for him doing it though. And if they're falling, you know, shoot your shot, but it can lead into the next game as we've seen where he thinks he's on fire and he starts out the game just jacking up junk. So uh, that's another gripe I would have with that. And I think that needs to be ironed out of the approach to the game. I'm not going to say attitude because it's not a bad attitude thing. That's just an approach to the game, knowing uh, knowing your game, knowing your personnel, because you can go in against the Pistons and smoke them and hit six threes or whatever. We saw him do that in the year that he won MIP, right? But then you come up against a team that defends you way better and pushes you out and puts puts pressure on those shots, those outside shots, in a way that it's like, we're going to let you shoot them, but at the same time, we're going to let you know we're still here. So they play in between. And uh, and those shots don't fall all of a sudden. And once they once the team notices that they're not falling, it's very easy to get on top of a guy like Julius mentally. 
um, I feel. So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I can't, I, I think, you know, everyone in here would agree when, when, uh, with your sentiment about, you know, his, him doing things when his shot's not falling or just even when it is, uh, not always looking for his shot. You don't have to be the guy that's always putting the ball in. This is what I was got referring to going back to the talking about the last subject about Brunson. It didn't, it didn't have to be him trying to put up those last, those last shots. Uh, it's the same thing, a team game, right? Um, look for the guy that's open and look for sometimes the guy that's the least, uh, you know, the least predictable to take that last second shot. I mean, look at the look at the um, Lakers game the other night, right? Against Pacers. Nemhard ended up with, with it. He hadn't had a great game, but he put that shot up because LeBron's like, I'm going to sag off him. It's only a rook and he hasn't done much tonight. And then all of a sudden, LeBron's got to try and close out on him late and he cashes it and it's a game winner. Now, I'm not saying that's good for him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that works all the time, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, why don't we try more of that rather than be so predictable? So, and then and that, that speaks to Julius. He becomes predictable. He makes us predictable when he's trying to force things. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, great take. Appreciate that. Um, that wraps up today. And, uh, and obviously, and again, t- hats off to Julius. I'm a fan. I always have been, but at the same time, I'm very critical of uh, and have been open about his attitude and his approach in the, when it, when it all starts to go wrong. Julius doesn't seem to uh, know how to handle the rough ride. Uh, <clears throat> so that's going to lead me into our next topic anyway. Thank you again, Ariel, man. Uh, as always, appreciate oh, it. So, uh, future. So this is, this is, uh, the last segment of our show today. Um, it's been great so far. Uh, so the, the run, the run that we've got, this is coming to you, obviously, LJ. Um, sorry, man, I'm just getting up our schedule here. So the run that we've got, we I know we've got the bucks next on our schedule. I'm going to give you, I'm going to read you, uh, the run. To Christmas, I was going to do it to uh to the end of December, but it's a little. There's quite a few games in between now and then. I didn't realize there were so many. Um, so our next games are Milwaukee. We got Dallas. That's two tough games, right? I mean, Dallas middle of the table in the West, but Luka Doncic can always pop up. And we play against half of the ex Knicks. They're going to want to show up. That's the Maver Knicks over there in Dallas. Um, they got Kemba. I actually heard. I heard. I heard Kemba might go over Kemba, there. Kemba's going to be playing by then. I would assume. Um, then we go to Cleveland. Uh, it's yeah, it's no, it's it's at it's at home. Sorry, but we play Cleveland. Then we go to our then our rivals, our modern rivals come in ATL, uh, and then Charlotte. That's probably a game you would think we would win. Sacramento, as I predicted in a lot of uh, group chats this year, doing exceptionally well. Um, they can pop up and really beat good teams. They do have a great team there. Then we go Chicago, Chicago, Indiana. Warriors, Toronto, Chicago, and Philly on Christmas Day. Now that's a pretty tough run. Um, Chicago's a wonderful Ch- game. Given Chicago, are obviously, are not doing doing too great at the moment. Uh, there is still a chance that they beat us because DeRozan is another guy that can pop up and just smoke us. Um, now both of those games are actually in Chicago, back uh, not back to back nights, but back to back games in Chicago. Um, most of those teams are pretty hard hard uh, tasks, especially Indiana this year. Man, they've been great as well. Uh, Warriors starting to find their feet, although they just lost today. Um, what do you think? Our so this leads me into our question: Where do you see us by Christmas Day? Going up against Philly, you can include Christmas Day if you want. Give us a rough record, and maybe some of those teams will beat. If you need to get the uh, record up, get that up now. But uh, of seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'd love 13. to hear. So, yeah. so thirteen. 13 games. Um, uh, let me give you what we're standing at now. If you're not up to date with that, I believe we're 10 and 11. That's right. Yes, we're 10 and 11 after today. Yeah, 10 and 11. Um, one game oh. under 500, another 13 to come. 
that would put us at what? So we're at 21 games played now. That would put us at uh, around the 34, 35 mark uh, played. Where do you see us after 34, 35 games? I bet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to I'm tie it off, right? So um, the Bucks off rip, I'm going to I'm gonna mark that as an L um, just because of who the Bucks are. They're just a well more developed team. I mean, at the end of the day, there is no guarantee. So um, I feel like the Knicks do have a type of team that we could steal any type of game if everybody's on that night. Like if we have Barrett, Brunson, Randall, uh, Reddish, Grimes, if we have all those guys on par, we definitely have a competitive chance to beat uh, the Bucks. It's going to be, it, don't get me wrong, like we may beat them, but it might be like by one, three, you know, something extremely close. Um, I don't know if Middleton is back. He might, be back. On... he might be back because he's been that's a huge problem right yeah. so, so they got Connaughton back problem. now you got to take note they've got Connaughton back, <laughs> nah, Middleton is back. back. Huh? Is he he's out? out yeah okay it's well, well, off okay all right so well, they still um, got Connaughton back they got drew back Giannis obviously lopez they're more or less healthy minus middleton but they've made it this far without middleton plus you know a few guys going down and missing some time what do you see yeah, so I'm 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 gonna mark that as an L. I'm 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 gonna just chalk that down as an L. Um, the Mavericks, for trolling purposes, I'm gonna mark that down as a W. Cause well, we do have their card, right? We do have their yeah. Card. For some reason, for some reason, no matter what, we just always beat them. So, uh, obviously, Luca's been on a tear lately. Uh, he actually may be just he may just win MVP this year. Um, if not win, he's definitely gonna be in the running. Uh. I, I still think we do match up very well with them, especially with the big man situation, because they don't really have a dominant big. They have good bigs. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've seen them play. But the way Mitchell Robinson has been playing, I feel like we can match up um, in terms of size. Uh, and the guard play, Tim Hardaway, uh, Bullock, I think our guys can actually – I think the only guy we really got to worry about at the end of the day is Luka. And the way Reddish has been playing defense, if Reddish is healthy and he – gets that chance to guard him even grimes um because the thing with luca is the thing with luca is you gotta force yeah rj too you gotta force him to dribble luca's very slow he's very crafty but he's slow grimes is like down with those slow dribbles too that's the thing is yeah yeah so grimes he has his speed right so i think grimes can make it hard for him you know, not not that's not gonna say a lot because Luca is Luca. He's probably gonna drop thirty five to you know. It's it, it it is what it is. But I think Grimes will. You know, I think he's gonna show out. So I think we'll. I'll mark that down as a W. All right. So so let's let's break this down though, so uh, we can get it in sort of chunks. So starting from the next game, which is tomorrow against uh, Milwaukee, we go on a five five game homestand. So Milwaukee, Dallas, no four game homestand. So four games in the Garden. Where do you see us after those four? How many- after so, those four. So, okay. How, um, how many wins out of those do you? So it's Milwaukee, Dallas, Cleveland, Atlanta. Uh, okay. So I see us beating the Mavericks, and I think we can steal one from the Cavaliers. I don't think we'll beat the Hawks. Okay. All right. And then, uh, then after that, it goes a bit of a mix. It goes uh, away, home, away, away, away. So three in a row. Um, but Charlotte obviously a beatable team. Sacramento, we could still beat them, but they're not to be uh they're not to be slept on this year at all. Yeah, you they can't you can't 
you can't play with the Hornets. That's that's the team where you just can't play with your food kind of team because they will they will punch you in the mouth if you let them. Yeah, so. of course, of course. And uh, and I don't know what the status is of Lamelo Ball at the minute. He may be back by then. Is he out at the moment? I think he's still out after stepping on that guy's foot and reinjuring that ankle. Um, and then it's so in then in the next four block, it's obviously yeah. So shoot, Charlotte sack Chicago, Chicago, but both of those games are in Chicago. So there's only one home game out of four there. Uh, where do you see us out of that next block of four? Um, the Sacramento Kings, that's going to be a very interesting game because, uh, like you said, Sacramento Kings are on to a great start. I don't yeah, know. Bear exactly in mind, that's, that's the only game out of that, that next block of four games that's at home. Yeah. Um, it's Hall- Halliburton's on that team, right? No, no, no. Halliburton's in Indiana these days, man. He's in Indiana. Okay. They, they traded him, right? Okay. So, um, let me see. I don't, I don't really know the, they got, oh, Keegan Murray. They, they got okay. Murray. They got Sabonis. They got, uh, Fox. Oh, that's Randall's best friend. Uh, I think I think Randall's gonna show out. I think Randall's gonna take that personally because I feel like they they compared him a lot. Um, so I think he might take it personally and, and might show him what's up. So I'll mark that down as a W. Okay. So what you see um, two and two again out of that maybe? Yeah, I, I definitely see us two and two. I, I think um, I think we would steal one of those games on the road in Chicago just because of how Chicago is playing at the moment. Um, but again, I agree. Can't sleep on them. Can't sleep on them. Uh yeah, so the thing with double headers is it's tricky because you know usually when you beat the team the first time they usually you know because they're they're professionals at the end of the day so they got film they got you know they they study each other so sometimes you know it it depends on the coaching and you know just the players themselves to actually adapt and honestly I think we could I think we could get two on them honestly I think I think we 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 have a good coach um solid guys. Uh, they're they're actually struggling right now. They're trying to really figure out where their footing is right now. And I think as of right now, the Knicks are starting to gain their identity uh, slowly. Um, I think we're gonna actually, in terms of ego, I like to call it the ego, the ego challenge. I think we can beat them both times. Okay, so because maybe, I think, maybe I think, we come out of that four game skid three and three and one. Yeah, possibly. All right, for I sure. Can see that. Uh, so I'm pushing to the next four block then. So it's a pretty tough block. This leads us right up to um, to uh, Christmas Eve. So we go Indiana in Indiana. Then we go two, uh, three, three games in a row at home. So Golden State Warriors, Toronto, Chicago again. Now, if we beat Chicago yeah. twice, there's a fair chance they're going to, and it's it's in the garden. We know DeRozan is going to want to turn up for that. Yeah. Uh, where do you, I'm going to actually, I'm going to include Christmas Day in that. Uh, and that's Philly. So five games, the next five games, Indiana, Golden State, Toronto, Chicago, Philly. All of those are at home except Indiana. What do you see us out of that? Um, okay, so the Pacers, I think that's a media L. Um, they're actually they're they they have a nice young core and they're really starting to gel and find their footing. They um what's his name? Ben Matherin, he's going ape right now. He is balling like no tomorrow. Yeah, um, so I think I think we will lose against the Pacers. Uh, yeah, I want I wanted Ben Matherin too, not for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they're definitely on a uh, terrible there. Miles Turner. Um, yeah, they're I, I, that's gonna be a very hard game. No, don't get me wrong. I don't think we'll get blown out. I think it's just gonna be like last time. You know, it's gonna be a good fight, and I think they just might slip away towards the end. Um, <laughs> due 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 to how their team is set up, and you know, they're actually a more formed team than we are right now. I would say. Uh the Warriors. That's debatable, honestly. I think, in my opinion, even with Steph Curry, I still think we may give him issues because we're we're a very aggressive team. 
you know, and that's that's Steph Curry's weakness is, you know, you play him with aggression. Now, it's going to be tough because of the way the NBA is refed right now. And he is a superstar and he's most likely going to get that superstar treatment. So um, not for nothing. I, I marked that as a W, too. Uh, I marked that as a W. Um, yeah, I, I marked that as a W. Raptors. I don't know. Raptors, they've been they've been. They've been they've been streaky, but when they're on, they're on. So they're I feel hard, like they're a very hard team to match up against. Um, I think yeah, that's very tall, right? They're a tall they're, team. I call them the team of all uh, power forwards or the all stretch forward, much <laughs> man. They're all like <laughs> they all range between six five. Apart from Fred Van Vliet, maybe Malachi Flynn, they all range from six five to six eight. I don't think there's. I think there's one guy on that whole team, maybe two tops. that's over six eight. Um, so they yes. play a very uh, they play a very long game. But at the same time, they're small in uh, obviously the center position. They play it at a smaller height. Uh, they try and outgun you, try and outpace you, uh, and they do match up well. They are a very solid defensive team uh, when it is going. Um, it's just offensively, you can uh, you can let them shoot themselves out of it. That is the issue with the guys that they have. Um, they can be streaky as well. But obviously, CR comes back. It'll be it. Given that he doesn't injure himself again by then, he will be uh, in fine form, you would assume, by then. And Scotty Barnes would likely be back in fine form by then. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a fun game to watch, honestly, because they're, they're kind of like us. Like you just said, like they, they like to run transition. And that's basically what we thrive off of. So it's just pretty much going to be the team, the battle of the transitions, you know. So um, it's going to be very interesting who's going to be the breakout um, because I feel like that's what's going to come down to in this game. Someone either would be on the Knicks or the Raptors. Someone is going to take the initiative to push that lead forward. So we're um, for the Raptors, I would most likely think it would be um, what's the rookie's name? Barnes. Or is he a rookie? Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Player, yep. So I think it's going to be Scotty Barnes or Fred Van uh, Van Fleet for that side. Uh, they they both have the microwave badge, as us 2K players say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and for the Knicks, obviously, I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson and um, uh, Julius Randle. So, obviously, Julius Randle is older than Scotty Barnes, uh, probably a little bit stronger. But like you said, they're, they're, there's to they're tall guys so it's gonna be kind of hard to really match up with them in that aspect uh i'll i'll jot i'll jot that as a l i'll jot that as a l all right, all right. and then uh, so and then the, uh the bulls yeah so the bulls um i think they beat us this time you know statistically it's hard to beat a team three times in a row so i'll just give them the benefit of the doubt um the sixers so when you look at the Sixers and their roster, you'd be like, oh, like you think like, oh, shit. Right. But James Harden has been. Well, OK, Cause I, don't, I don't really follow the Sixers, but last time I checked, James Harden has been on a really inconsistent streak. I don't know if he's still on that streak, he but uh, there was talks injured. that him and, and um... oh, he's been injured. OK, so yeah. there you go. He so is he going to be injured again? Though. Probably most likely. Yeah, but he might be back by then. What okay. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think we lose. I think we lose just by if Embiid is hot. Like if Embiid is on fire, I think we lose because um, I don't think we really have anybody to really deal with Joel Embiid. Um, we could say people could argue Mitch, but at the end of the day, that's an All Star center, one of the best in the league, and. 
if he's on fire, he'll show you why. So I, I think I think we'll lose, especially if James Harden is there. A lot of focus is going to be on um, Joel Embiid. So most of the time, Joel Embiid's probably going to get doubled in the paint, and all he has to do is just dump it out to either Tobias Harris or um, James Harden. And, uh, you know, and our perimeter defense isn't good, so that won't be a good that won't be a good matchup for us, really. So I'll jot, I'll jot that one as L. Okay, so I think that gives us a total out of 13 games of um, uh, that gives us a total of eight and five. Uh, now that's, that's good. Uh, that's that's what you've got more or less, and that's that's gone one and four in the last last block of that. Now appreciate uh, everything there from you, LJ man. That was great. Um, now just gonna hit Stevie and Ariel with this uh, quick fire rapid fire after everything you've heard, and obviously you've been witness to all the breakdown and whatnot. What would you see us at? So you heard LJ was around eight and five. Where would you see us after those thirteen next thirteen games? Seven and six. I don't see us being the Cavs for some reason, especially with Garland there. Because last time we lost to them, they didn't have Garland. Now Garland's back. Yeah. So yeah, I see us at seven and six. Okay. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I mean, that's still above five hundred, so that's great for us. Uh, Ariel, what about you, man? I got them. I got them at least winning eight games in that stretch. So you you would say right. around the same eight and five, right? Yeah, around the same. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm being realistic. Not setting myself up failure, so that's fair. I would personally see us probably look realistically probably going to be uh, it's probably going to be more like um, six and seven. I would have thought. Yeah, I could believe that as well. Yeah, yeah, that 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 kind of sounds about right. Six six and seven uh, at best. I would say eight and five would no higher, but yeah, I'm going to say six and seven. Just, just not so, so the seven. So wait, so I'm curious. The seven. Who, who do you, who do you got us losing to? All right. So let me go through this. Let me get this back up. So, uh, in that first block, I have us losing to Milwaukee, Dallas. I actually believe we could just because we have the wood over them. I see us losing to Cleveland, Atlanta. Uh, I see us beating Charlotte. I see us losing to Sac. I see us taking one of those games in Chicago. So it's probably that that in, in Chicago. I don't see us winning two. Okay. Uh, in, Indiana probably beat us. Uh, Warriors, I would have. Man, all I hear is uh, I need a lot of alcohol in this yeah. stretch. <laughs> yeah, Warriors, look, man, Warriors, 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 and it's in the garden. Uh, Toronto, oh, though, that's a game for me. Personally. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to rethink my answer because I forgot about the Warriors, so I might yeah, have to. I'm gonna say. I might have to check up on man. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Raptors game too might be tough. <laughs> I really, I really want us to win that Raptors game. That's really important to me because I got a friend that's a Raptors fan. You know, to you, Jordan, if you ever hear this and you're listening, screw you, screw the Raptors. You guys suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is about more than basketball. Yeah, we gotta watch out for Chris Boucher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to my friend Mike. Then our friend Mike likes the Mavericks. The Mavericks suck. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Uh, and then look, man, Chicago. I see it's beating them at home. Junior. I see it's beating Chicago at home and Philadelphia. I just don't know. It depends on who we got. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a safe six and seven through third. The next thirteen. Uh, that's plausible, and I think that's not a bad. Not a bad thing. That still probably puts us two games, I believe, that would put us two games under 500 at that point, still in the season um, before the end of the month wraps up. But I don't think that's a horrible position to be in. I don't think it's really much far off what people realistically expected from us. 
Um, so anyway, man, this this leads us to the end of the show. It's been a great show. I appreciate everyone for showing up, and everyone's takes have been fantastic. Um, it's been Yo, a lot no shorter. Mitchell Robinson, of a... Sorry, tonight? no Mitchell Robinson love, Mitchell man. We missed great, that, man. I got Mitch for my uh, fantasy, <laughs> and he's been great ever since I picked him back up. So, oh, you do fantasy basketball? You're insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's so much to keep up with, man. Oh You're insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, man, that's that's uh, part of another reason why I need a lot of alcohol. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. It's uh, obviously 16 hours ahead on this time uh, side of the world, and I was getting late there. So again, appreciate you guys, um, everyone that's listening. Be sure to check in and tune in, uh, ch- check out and tune into everyone's show. So anonymous, uh, Nick's anonymous that drops on Mondays, right? Uh, 7 a.m. Yes, uh, you've got uh, Retro Gold School. Tell them what day that drops, Ariel. Tuesdays into uh, Sundays into Mondays. Okay, and then we, we got some spaces to pop up from time to time. We haven't really fi- got a fixed schedule. I'm trying to get one for PPF that works for everyone. Maybe a maybe one that moves a little bit around. Um, but do be sure to check myself out and the other guys out in spaces if you are on Twitter. Um, and yeah, as always, we appreciate you. Um, we're brought to you by the VSN Network, uh, and thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. I'm coming. Watch it blow your mind.